It's the supernatural hour. Hello, everyone. This is Bishop E.O. Ansa, General Overseer, Kingdom Life Ministry. This is your hour of healing, deliverance, restoration, and breakthrough. Remember, no problem is too large for God's intervention, and no person is too small for God's attention. We are living in times that even preachers are criticizing the very book that forms the basis of our Christian faith. It is so shocking to hear a preacher with thousands of followers condemning scripture. It is because they lack understanding. No wonder what Paul said to Timothy is so true in our day. Steady to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that need not be ashamed, rightly or correctly dividing the word of truth. It is time for us to study as servants of the Most High, so we will understand the book in order to interpret and explain the book to others. I remember when the Lord called me, and in the heat of my calling, the Lord said to me, I will teach you to know my redemption plan so you will teach it unto my people and teach it unto the world and they will be fruitful and productive. I have held onto my assignment and I make sure that I study to show myself approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed, correctly dividing the word of truth because if you wrongly divide the word of truth, you will poison the masses and when you do so, God will hold you accountable. Pastor Asante, get ready. We are going to get into the word now dealing with the mystery of Mount Moriah. What is Mount Moriah? Now you would realize that when you visit Israel and visit the capital Jerusalem, there is an elevation that measures up to about 37 acres. 37 acre parcel of land called the Temple Mount. Right on the Temple Mount we see Mount Moriah. Mount Moriah includes the Temple Mount and it is in Jerusalem. There are some serious biblical events today. We shall recall four of them that happened on Mount Moriah that makes God a strategic redemption planner. It will blow your mind that this God is an amazing God. We will start with Abraham, move through to David and then to Solomon and then we will come to Jesus Christ and we will realize that major sacrifices were made on top of this mountain that point to our redemption and makes God the God of your eternal destiny. Hallelujah. Mount Moriah it's very very strategic and when you talk of the temple mount that constitute Mount Moriah you would realize that it is one of the richest real estate in our world today not only that but it is the most hotly contested for 
parcel of land. What do I mean? What I mean is the Jews need it, the Christians need it, and the Muslims need it. They all respect and revere that parcel of land because it used to house the temple of God in time past, constructed by King Solomon. And then later today, as I'm speaking, two Islamic mosques are sitting on that parcel of land called the Temple Mount. What are they? The Dome of the Rock and then Al-Aqsa Mosque. They are there, sitting there right now. And Christians also, millions of them, visit Jerusalem and they will love to tour around this Temple Mount and to see for themselves what is happening. And there is some remnant remaining walls from the broken destroyed temple called the Wailing Wall or the Western Wall. That is how come people go, they make contact with the Wailing Wall and then they are praying. And you've seen that on the internet or seen photos of people praying and touching the Wailing Wall. That is right on the Temple Mount. And today we are going to examine a few things. Pastor Sandy, let's see from Abraham, how Abraham was connected to Mount Moriah in Jerusalem, which is now called the Temple Mount of Jerusalem. Let's hear I'm reading from Genesis chapter 22, the verse 2. Then he said, Take now your son, take now your son, your only son Isaac, mm. whom you love. Whom you love. And go to the land of Moriah. And go to the land of Moriah. And offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. And offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains which I will tell you. So on Mount Moriah... Abraham was supposed to sacrifice Isaac. I'm surprised because he traveled from Beersheba all the way to Mount Moriah as directed by God. That means Abraham traveled 50 miles in three days. Why? To locate a place for a burnt offering. Oh God, I have a question for you. Why did you not allow Abraham to sacrifice Isaac anywhere close to Bathsheba, but then it had to be on Mount Moriah. That means it carries spiritual significance that we need to understand in our day. And the name Moriah, with the key we say Moriah. Moriah means chosen by Jehovah. Oh my God. Chosen by Jehovah. So God has his interest on this mountain that further scriptures will reveal to us why. And then we will know how to praise this God with a strategic redemption plan for humanity. Now, let's see, 1,000 years after Pastor Asante, now this same place was used as grounds for sacrifice by King David. And I need you to read that one mm. and then we will explain that. So, I read First Chronicles 21, 26 to 28. Uh-huh. And I read, and David built there an altar to the Lord. And David built there at Mount Moriah, Moriah yeah. an altar. 
altar to the Lord and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings and called on the Lord and he answered him from heaven it is the place when sacrifices are made then you will call on the Lord Mm. and the Lord will answer what is it about Mount Moriah that God will now receive sacrifices there and then listen to our prayers when we call go ahead and he answered him from heaven by fire on the altar of burnt offering my God so the Lord Continue. So the Lord commanded the angel, and he returned his sword to it, to its sheath. At that time, when David saw that the Lord had answered him on the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite, he sacrificed there. He sacrificed there. Now the story began with Satan tempting David to number Israel. The same Satan. Oh my God. Now, (laughs) Satan tempted David. And when David did number, now God was angry. In fact, Joab, David's army commander, said to David, why would my Lord again number the military men? I mean, God is the multiplier. David went ahead because of the deception of Satan. And when he went ahead, the anger of the Lord came. Now let me fast track the story. God was so angry that now news came to David that listen, God is giving you three options. Choose one. So prophet God, David's prophet came to him and said now option one for three years there shall be famine in the land. Option two, for three months you will fall into the hands of your enemies. Option three, for three days I, the Lord, will ransack the land with my anger. And then David said, Oh Lord, may my punishment come from you. May I not fall into the hands of men. I don't need to fall into the hands of men, but may my punishment come from you. From that day on, 70,000 of the men of Israel were slaughtered. They were killed and the anger of the Lord stepped into Jerusalem. It was so vicious that God himself said, it is enough. Stay your peace. And then the angel of destruction stopped. And then God now came to tell David, sacrifice to the Lord on this parcel of land where the angel had lifted the sword. And what was that parcel of land? The land of Moriah, the mountain of Moriah. So on that mountain, David sacrificed to the Lord. That is where David said to Arona, the person called on and as well and said I will never take your land free of charge to sacrifice to the Lord for I will never give to God what does not cost me and so David bought the land for 600 shekels weight of gold and then by that he had purchased the temple mount because he had purchased the Mount Moriah land and guess what as he sacrificed, the 
anger of God was subsided and God now did not destroy any longer. I have a question. What is happening here? On this mount, God's anger was now subsided and God stopped slaying people. You can see the picture already. It is pointing to Jesus Christ. His sacrificial death will make the anger of God go down. Hallelujah. Now we finish with David. Let's see Solomon. Let's see that on this same temple mount, on this same Mount Moriah, Solomon, the son of David, built the first permanent temple for God. Let's hear the reading of the word. Second Chronicles chapter 3, the verse 1. Now Solomon began to build the house of the Lord at Jerusalem mm. on the Mount Moriah. Whoa, did you say Mount Moriah? On the same place. On the same place. My God, my God, my God. So Solomon began to build the house of the Lord in Jerusalem on Mount Moriah. Yes. Mm. Where the Lord had appeared to his father David. Where the Lord had appeared to his father David. At the point. It, yeah, it, it means at the same spot, yes. at the same spot where Solomon was building the temple, yes. that was the same spot his father David burnt offerings to turn the anger of God away from the people. What is it about Mount Moriah that God makes it a choice? Read on, Pastor Sante. At the place that David had prepared on the threshing floor of honor. The Jebusite. Aha! So we see that this same place is also the place that Solomon constructed the temple of God because now the temple moves from being mobile to becoming permanent where? On Mount Moriah at the temple mount and history proves it that when Solomon constructed this temple for God it was predominantly meant for sacrifices hallelujah because temple worship is all about sacrifices how God will be put to peace because of the sins of the people sacrifices were the order of the day and if you remember history tells us that 400 years after the temple was built there came the Babylonians led by King Nebuchadnezzar to destroy the temple that was in 586 BC 586 before the birth of Christ the temple was destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon and the people were exiled to Babylon but 70 years after when they returned from Babylonian captivity led by Zerubbabel written in the book of Ezra you realize that the temple was rebuilt and where was it rebuilt at the same place hallelujah Now, some few years before Christ would be born, roughly 
12 BC, 12 years before Jesus will be born, King Herod now also renewed and refurbished and remodeled that temple and made it more elegant. So they named it after him, the Herod's Temple. But it was the same temple that was reconstructed. And now Jesus was born. He came to meet the temple. This was the temple he himself studied in. He himself now argued with the Pharisees in the same temple. It was the same temple that Jesus cleansed when he now lifted the whip and tossed the money changers and those doing business in that house and said this house shall be called the house of prayer and you have turned it into a den of robbers and thieves. Oh Father forgive us. Hallelujah. And when Jesus once upon a time it was the same temple that Jesus looking at said this temple will be pulled down and then will be raised in three days. This temple will be pulled down and be raised in three days. By that, he was spiritually fulfilling the same Mount Moriah sacrifice. By that saying, spiritually, he was saying, I'm going to be crucified for three days in in the heart of the earth and then I will what? Resurrect. So spiritually, he had fulfilled the criteria of the Temple Mount. Oh, like Isaac, the son of Abraham, that was pointing to Jesus Christ, the only son of Isaac, the only begotten son of God. Hallelujah. A ram was provided so that Abraham could not kill Isaac. Hallelujah. And that ram that was caught by the ticket and that ram that was sacrificed was the ram pointing to who Jesus Christ hallelujah so we see that it is now very revelatory that on the same mount Jesus made the proclamation that this temple built on this temple mount shall be pulled down and then it will be raised again in three days but then there comes a little bit of an argument with bible scholars most of them believe in that that the temple mount or mount moriah was the place that jesus was crucified and some people argue but let's see a, a few things about the argument because you will realize that by prophecy jesus ought to be crucified and ought to suffer outside the city walls of jerusalem why because whatever looked like sin in the jewish tradition ought to be thrown outside the camp that is why when the high priest will slaughter a a goat and the blood sprinkled on the ark of the covenant the remains of the sacrificial animal will be cast outside the camp it has to go outside the wall 
So the reason why Jesus went outside the walls of Jerusalem to be killed is because he was an accursed thing. Mm. And no accursed thing would dwell among the people. And it is so scriptural that the Bible has said in Deuteronomy that whatever was an accursed thing ought to be cast outside the camp of the Israelites. That is how come Jesus was crucified outside of the walls of Jerusalem. But please don't argue. Why? Because Mount Moriah is bigger than the walls that encompass Jerusalem. And so it was technically on the same mount. But don't be deceived by the walls of Jerusalem. Jesus Christ, our Passover lamb. Jesus Christ, our atonement. Jesus Christ, the lamb that was slain was sacrificed on Mount Moriah. Amen. Amen. So read John chapter 19, the verse of 20. Then many of the Jews read this title. For the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city. And it the was place was what? Near the city. The place was what? Near the city. What city? The city of Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Hallelujah. And the city of Jerusalem is housing or hosting what? Mount Moriah is hosting Jerusalem. Yes. So the outside the city walls, Jesus was so close. In fact, Technically, it's about two miles mm. away from each other. So we can draw the conclusion that because prophecy ought to be fulfilled, mm. Jesus was now killed outside the city wall. But where he was killed, Golgotha or Calvary or the place of the skull was so near what? The city. What city? Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Clap for God. Somebody clap. Amen. Go ahead. Yeah, so I'm reading 41 and 42. Yes, yeah, so read that again because I'm so excited. Okay, 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 Before okay. you read 41, yeah, 42. Yeah, yeah. So, verse 20. Verse 20, verse 20. Let me go back a moment. I read. Then many of the Jews read this title. Many of the Jews read this title. For the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city. For the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city. Hallelujah. Amen. Mount Moriah, Amen. here we come. Father, we thank you for your redemption plan. Father, we thank you for the place you chose to do your redemption plan. In fact, there are some scholars who believe that the first human Adam was created on Mount Moriah. It is not in the Bible, but it is faith and it is something that scholars have projected that Adam was formed on Mount Moriah and that is why the second Adam ought to be slaughtered right there so that the sons and daughters of Adam shall be saved. Father, we give you glory and we give you praise and we lift your holy name up that you have a plan for your people. Now, when you read verses 41 and 42, you will also realize that where Jesus was crucified is just a stone throw to where he was buried. And where he was buried is where he resurrected. Mm. So we see that the same action mm. took place on Mount, Mount Moriah. Moriah. Yeah. Go ahead. 
No, in the place where he was crucified, uh-huh. there was a garden, uh-huh. and in the garden a new tomb, uh-huh. in which no man had yet been laid. That's it. So there they laid Jesus, and because of the Jews' preparation day, for the tomb was nearby. For the tomb was nearby. Hallelujah. Amen. It's the supernatural hour. Hello, everyone. This is Bishop E.O. Ansa, General Overseer, Kingdom Life Ministry. This is your hour of healing, deliverance, restoration, and breakthrough. Remember, no problem is too large for God's intervention, and no person is too small for God's attention.